Hey everybody, welcome to Valley Creek. My name is Jason, I get to serve as the campus pastor at the Flower Mound campus. And right now things look a little bit different. See, normally at your campus, you might have a worship team on the platform. You're going to have somebody get ready to host the service. But today's a little bit different because today is a celebration. And it is a celebration weekend at Valley Creek. So what we're doing is we are one church that meets in multiple campuses and carries the hope of Jesus to thousands of locations. Today is all about that one church. We are one church with one heart and one culture and one voice praising our one God together. So literally, we're going to worship all together today across Valley Creek Church. And we got so much to celebrate, don't we? Come on, so much to celebrate that God's been doing. And so what we want to first do is celebrate each of our campuses one at a time as they join us together. So let's go ahead and celebrate the Gainesville campus right now. Joining us from Cook County. Hello, Gainesville. How about the Denton campus? If you're at the Denton campus, we welcome you in. How about everybody in Louisville, LVT, Louisville campus? If you're joining us from the Flower Mound campus, go ahead and give it up. What about the Venue Campus? Hey everybody, how's it going in the Venue? And everybody joining us at the Online Campus, wherever you are in the world, we celebrate you today. So much to celebrate for what God has been doing across Valley Creek. You see, every year there's these rhythms of celebration and rest. And so this weekend is a celebration weekend, and next weekend will be a weekend of rest. In fact, we won't have any services at our physical campuses. We'll have an online-only service next weekend so that our staff and our leaders and our buildings can take a time of rest. And then at the uh, end of the year, we'll take a time to rest uh, after Christmas, and we'll celebrate to start a new year. And every year, that rhythm continues. And so just think about all the things we have to celebrate this year. This is a year of kingdom momentum for Valley Creek Church. We're moving forward little by little in Jesus' name. We started off the year saying it's a kingdom momentum for us and for your family and for you. And then we uh, jumped into the relaunch of Follow the Cloud. We had an amazing series there where we talked about following Jesus one next step at a time. And then we talked about some of the prayers that we have for Valley Creek. And then we had an amazing Easter. Then we had all the Holy Spirit We Invite You In series. That was beautiful and, and profound. And we're still saying that phrase all across Valley Creek Church. And right now, we're in 60 Days Songs of Life. And God's been truly writing new songs all over our church family, singing a new song over each one of us. So much to celebrate. So here's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna have a time of worship all together. We're gonna have some prayer. We're gonna have a time to reflect. We're gonna have a time to take communion. Then we're gonna do a little bit more worship. And then afterwards, we're gonna have a time to just hang out, to linger, and to just have some fun as the summer uh, continues. So I wanna invite you right now, begin to raise your voice up to God. In fact, if you haven't already, go ahead and stand up with me and let's just thank God for all that he is doing. Come on, thank the Lord for who he is. Thank the Lord and celebrate his name. Lord, we celebrate you for your goodness to our church family. We celebrate you at this halfway point of the year. You are leading us. You are guiding us. You are moving us forward. King Jesus, we choose to celebrate you today.
celebrate who you are and what you've done. There's so much to be grateful for, so you, we give you our attention today.
We've been going through the book of Psalms together as a church, reading through the Psalms, taking those verses and meditating on them and then praying them back to the Lord. And so what we're going to do today is exactly that. We're going to take this Psalms, these Psalms, and pray them back to the Lord. You know, David in the Bible, you know, he was a man after God's own heart. And uh, his greatest desire was to be in the presence of the Lord. Like if he could reside in the presence of the Lord, that's what his greatest desire was. And so we're gonna take what David was praying and we're gonna make them our own this morning. Are you okay with that? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take three verses, we're gonna put them up on the screen and then we're gonna read them together and then we're gonna pray them back to the Lord. And I want you to pray out loud. I want you to raise your voice and just make it your own prayer. Here we go. Read this with me. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. So Lord, one thing that I ask, one thing that I ask from you, Lord, that as I may seek your presence, and be in your presence more than anything else. Let that be my one desire, God, is to be in your presence, is to be in your, uh, with, with you, Jesus, more than anything else in my life because we know that you are, are beautiful. We know that in your presence there is healing, there is hope, there is joy. And so right now, God, our greatest desire is to be with you. And your greatest desire is to be with your people. And so thank you, Jesus, that we get to be with you in this place today, even worshiping our King, worshiping our God. We love you, Jesus. Come on, let's read this. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me on high upon a rock. And so, Father, thank you. Thank you, God, that this is true, that in the day of trouble, that in these days of trouble, God, we know that we are safe in your presence. Come on, just pray that out. Thank you, Jesus, for your safety. Thank you, Lord, for your safety. Thank you, God, that in your presence we are made strong, we are made whole, we are made pure, God. We are safe in your presence. You cover us. You are a dwelling place, God. We want to dwell upon you, and in your presence, we find it is like building a house on the rock, the rock of Christ Jesus. That's how solid your presence is. Continue, Lord, to show us what it means to dwell in your presence, to find our safety in you, Lord. 
One more, let's read this out loud. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Thank you, God, that you're lifting our head. You're lifting our head up, God. You're encouraging us, Lord. You're lifting our head above the enemies, above the things of this world. And the way that you do that is you sent your son Jesus to lift our heads up and say that our enemies are defeated in Jesus' name. God, we find rest in your presence and because, we, because of your presence, we can stand firm, we can shout, we can praise, we can worship, we can make music in our hearts because you've given us a new song in our hearts, God. So, Father, thank you that in your presence we are made whole. There is joy, there is peace, there is salvation. And so today, even as we continue to worship, God, may you be exalted on the praises of your people.
morning. Oh, everything. Receive. 
Let's honor him. Say, I don't want. 
thing I ask, this I will seek, to be in your house, Jesus, to be in your heart, and to be with you and to know you. Thank you, Lord, for the honor and the privilege it is to get to worship you, get to know your heart, and celebrate all that you've done. So we do that today in Jesus' name. We give him all the worship and praise. Everybody said amen, amen. All right, hey, man, I'm so glad that you are at Valley Creek. Before you find your seat, find some people around you, say hello, introduce yourself, and then go ahead and sit down as we continue through our time together. Well, that was just fun getting to worship together all the same time, all the campuses. And we've been in a series called 60 Days Songs of Life. Can I just tell you what I think God is doing? I think he's been singing new songs over our church and into our church and literally placing a new song in our mouths. In fact, I really sense strongly that um, as the series has, has taken off and, and, and we've been in it together, there are some people that are experiencing a completely different like life and, and, and reality and emotions and personhood than they even did four weeks ago. Because God is literally taking away a song of despair and he's replacing it with a song of praise. And he's taking away songs of lies and he's replacing them with songs of life. And so I just wanna declare that over our church right now. And so let's continue to speak to each other with hymns, songs, and spiritual songs, singing and making glad music to the Lord, truly creating an atmosphere full of faith. And I, I wanna invite you to take out this card. You got one of these when you came in. Take out this card. We're gonna take a moment and just have some time for reflection. And the thing I wanna encourage you uh, on is, is we just don't spend enough time in life of just uh, slowing down, stopping for a second, and just trying to hear from the Lord and let him speak to our heart and let him speak to us about things that are really, really important. So I got a few questions I wanna walk you through. I'm gonna ask you to grab a pen and get ready to write some of these down and ask him to, to plan to know that the, that the Lord's gonna speak to you. He wants to speak to you and he, he wants to give you an opportunity to listen and hear him and then write it down and value his voice. And so here's just a few questions I wanna lead us through during this time. Grab a pen, grab your card. And here's the first one. As we go through songs of life, what do you need to grieve? Look at this verse out of Psalm 88. My eyes are dim with grief. I call to you, Lord, every day I spread out my hands to you. What do you need to grieve right now? Another way that we say this is, what do you need to lament? There's an entire book of the Bible called Lamentations, taking a time to take stock of what has been lost. This one's not a fun one to try to answer. Honestly, I think we're horrible <laughs> answering a question like this. I am, I'll just say it out loud, I am sometimes. And I, I believe it's hard for us because we wanna keep moving forward into the next thing. We don't want to um, feel the pain or sit in it. Can I just tell you, God is in that with you. In your grief, in your loss, in your sorrow. What do you need to grieve? Every day we call to you, Lord, we spread our hands to you. We open-handed, open hearts. To help you on, on how to think about it, these are the things that, um, these are the things that are so painful you don't want to write them down, but you really should. These are the losses that are um, so deep you kind of don't want to talk about it. 
These are the things that maybe you've tried to bury, but the only problem is if you bury them, you bury them alive. What do you need to grieve? The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. We mourn with those that mourn. Here's the next one. What do you need to pray for? What do you need to pray for right now? Psalm 17, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me, turn your ear to me, and hear my prayer. Can I just tell you, God hears your prayers. The only question is, have you been praying them? So what's on your heart? What's on your mind? What do you need to pray for? Your family, our country, your future, the next generation. Reconciliation. Come on, what do you need to pray for? We've been meditating every day for five minutes on a psalm. That is a form of prayer. It's part of how we're building the prayer muscle in our lives. What's God placed on your heart? Grab a pen, write that down. we often downplay how powerful prayer really is. I don't think we have a full understanding of uh, making that connection, speaking with our good father, speaking on behalf of people, talking to him about what's on our heart and what that does and what breaks through when the people of God pray. It's amazing what happens um, when the prayers of, of the righteous people are powerful and effective how God moves among his people and how he changes things. What do you need to pray for? The next one is, what do you need to be thankful for? We're having a celebration weekend. We're spending time to just uh, live with a spirit of gratitude. What do you need to be thankful, thankful for? What do you need to thank God for specifically? Check this out in Psalm 7. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord most high. God, we just choose to sing your praises. We thank you for every blessing that comes down from our Father above. You are the giver of every good thing. What do you need to thank God for? For your people maybe for your health, for God's presence. I felt very specifically, somebody needs to thank God for uh, God as a provider. I wanted to say this word out. Um, can I just tell somebody in here, uh, your employer, uh, that uh, the, the, the place that you work is your employer. God really is your provider. And so no matter what you're facing, the uncertainty of this next season, just thank God. Thank you, God. You're my provider. You, you give me everything I need. Everything I have comes from you. Thank God for our church, for the people here, for a place that you can go to to worship,
to experience a Jesus-focused, spirit-filled, and life-giving culture. Thank you, God, for that. What else? It's amazing what thankfulness can do to start to change your heart and your mind. It awakens you. It opens up your thoughts. Um, it literally renews your mind away from the things of this world and towards the things of the kingdom. What do you need to be thankful for? So much to thank God for. I want to really encourage everybody as we come into a time of rest this next week, uh, don't miss a chance to be reflective. Don't miss a chance to take a moment and spend the time with the Lord. Don't miss a chance to write down some things that you think he's speaking to you or some things you sense in your spirit. Uh, writing it down helps bring it to life in your, in your heart, in your mind. It helps make the connection. Um, take a chance to reflect on the goodness of God all this week as we get some time of rest. And now we want to transition into another time uh, in, our, in our service together, and that is to a time of communion. So at all of our campuses, all of our teams can come and start to distribute communion together. This is always a special time together as a church, and communion is for anybody who has placed their faith in to Jesus. And so as we begin, I, I know you heard on the news this week um, that Roe v. Wade was overturned, and I want to take just a moment to speak to that and talk about it. And I want to just make the connection on how much what's been happening over the last 48 hours reflects what we've been talking about in Songs of Life. See, during the Songs of Life series, we said that the Psalms are full of all the real things that real people really experience. All the prayers and the pain and the praise that goes up to God. And so we've seen those, we've seen those a lot um, in this last season. Prayers. Uh, there's been people that have prayed for this decision for years of their life. They've prayed, they've fasted, uh, they've served. And so today we just want to honor everybody who prayed for life. We want to honor everybody who, who took time in their life to say, I, I want to uh, see God break through in this area. There's some people literally in our church that have prayed for this for 50 years. And so those are the prayers of righteous people for the pain side of it. I want to take a moment and speak to that. For some people that are listening to this and for people even within our church family, the decision itself sparked a lot of um, loss and grief in your own heart and maybe even a sense of shame. And so very specifically, I say to you, may the God of hope fill you with his hope. May the great healer start to heal your heart and bind up the places that feel broken. For the praise part of it, God is good. And God is good even when the world is not. And God is a God of life even when the world brings death. And so part of why we celebrate this is because we celebrate life. Because we praise him for our lives. For the value that he's placed upon us. You see, every single person is made in the image and the likeness of God. And God is a giver of life. And so part of the reason that the sanctity of life is so important is because Jesus thought it was so important that he came and he gave his life to us. He laid down his life that we might live. And so Satan comes to steal and kill and destroy, but Jesus has come that we would have life and have it to the full. And so 
it is for certain that God is a God of life and he calls us to be life-giving, life-givers. And so I believe by Faith Valley Creek that that's going to be a continued calling for us as a church to be a life-giving people in this time. You see, that's who Jesus is. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. In Jesus was light and that light was the life of men. Jesus, Jesus calls the things that are not as though they are. He brings life from dead things. So we'll continue to be a church that is life-giving. And we will continue to be a church, we already have been a church, that is raising up generations of hope carriers, hear me, no matter what the cost. So thank you, Jesus, for your life. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. And even that we take communion today, we recognize that everything comes from you. Thank you, Jesus, that communion is a reminder that you're Lord and we're not, and that your kingdom reigns above the kingdom of this world. So even when we don't understand it, when it doesn't make sense, and when things seem like they're um, just falling apart at the seams, we know that your kingdom reigns supreme. So go ahead and take uh, the bread out right now. Hold that in your hands and just... Remember that Jesus looked at his disciples and says, I am the bread of life. That those that feast on me will live. He said, this is like my body. It's going to be broken for you. I'm going to be broken so that you can be brought back to life. And so every time you take of the bread, do it in remembrance of me. Let's take it together. In the same way he took the cup, he said, this is a, a cup of a new agreement between God and man for the forgiveness of sins. No longer is your life going to be based on what you've done or how you've performed or what you've brought to the table. It's going to be based on what I've done, on my forgiveness, on my finished work. So Jesus took the cup and said, every time you drink of it, remember the new promise, the new agreement, the new covenant between God and man. Let's take the cup together. So Jesus, thank you that you are Lord, that you are enthroned, that you reign supreme, that you're above anything of this world, any of our thoughts, any of our opinions about it. You, God, are above it all. And so even now as we took communion today, we remember that you are seated on your throne that you're seated on the throne of our lives as followers and that you are King Jesus. May we just take, um, we take time over these next few weeks and months to remember we're good. King Jesus is on his throne. He did everything he needed to do to finish the work and so we can rest in that. May we rest on you today, Jesus. Thank you for who you are, for what you've done in your name. Every song must end 
Oh, come on, my soul. 